Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the February 21st episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we're going to talk about maybe old technology and maybe newer technology. We're not going to tell our life stories, are we? No, we're not. So we're going to talk about old technology that isn't us. Right. <laughs> well, I could think of a piece of really old technology. Well, not super old, but old enough. It's been around for a few years. And like a lot of older technology, it's getting pretty slow at this stage. Yes, that would be our website for yes. some time. At it... least since way before Christmas. At Christmas or kind of during the month of January, it really began to suffer. Immense apologies for those of you who were attending to place orders and things, but it has definitely degraded pretty severely over the past few months. Right. It would take upwards of 45 to 60 seconds to come back when placing an order, and that can be frustrating. For sure. It even happens to us when we're on the phone and placing orders on behalf of customers. Yeah, it's a little maddening. It's not your guys' fault, obviously, but when we're placing orders, sometimes I'll be sitting there going, did it place? Did it work? And you have to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait to see any results. For those of you who don't want to get into the geekery of how a website works, you can tune out for the next couple minutes. <laughs> but how this works is that you have your website and then you have your database. So and every, what is the database? Everything is stored in a database. For example, if you're using WordPress and you create a page and that page links from your menu... All of that is stored in a database. So your website, when it gets a request to follow a link, it has to query the database and the database says, okay, yes, you're supposed to go here and move on. So every time your website queries that database, it takes up time. So and the bigger your database, the, the more time it, it takes. takes. Mm -hmm. Right. So what happens is that sometimes databases can, you know, become larger and larger. They're like messy rooms. Stuff just accumulates in them. And you should optimize them from time to time. You should get in there and remove old records that no longer work. But suffice it to say, the way that our website works is that we have two servers. One holds the website and its files, and the other holds the database or databases. So we found out that both of them were running slow. I was on this old grandfathered plan that gave me unlimited database storage, but very minuscule amounts of memory. So if your database machine is running out of memory because it can't handle the tasks that the other machine is throwing at it, that could cause a slowdown. So we upgraded both machines. So you should see a significant amount of speed when clicking links and stuff like that. And I won't really get into the meat of it, but the podcast website, mysticaccesspodcast.com, the way that that's working now, it is almost instant when you hit that link. Yeah, that that's great for those loads. of you going back and listening to episodes and playing with the archives and things like that. One thing that has done, though, and we're going to look into this, is if you are a fan of that little random episodes list that you can find on Mystic Access Podcast, which is one of my very favorite things on the website because you never know what you're going to get. That doesn't refresh as often as we like, but we're going to try and fix that so that the refresh rate is better. You can't just hit F5, for instance, to refresh your page and see a new list of random episodes right now. It's caching, so that's why you're not seeing those 
episodes change as often as simply pulling down a page. But it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. On the podcast website, they're more static pages because they don't change much, except for that little area that Kim is talking about. So that website is cached. So it doesn't have to go back to the server every time you hit F5 and go and query that database just to change that little area down there. Right. So that's why it may stay that way. You may just get those random episodes. And when the website decides to change its cache, that may be what we do. Right now, when we did the cache test on that website, it's like 100%. I yeah, mean, it's it, very fast. I would think it would still change every few, I don't know, every day or so. So maybe if you go back in 24 hours. I meant to test this, and I got busy last week and failed to go back and test after 24 hours. But I'll try and test that in the coming week and see what happens. But that's what we've done. So we've upgraded our website infrastructure to give you guys a hopefully more speedy process. And not just in checkout, but that's really where it showed. Yes. When you were hitting a link, going to shop, it might have taken 20 seconds or something to load a link. And that's not acceptable no that is not acceptable at all sometimes and just not doing anything or sometimes when a website's plugins get updated it might take a little bit more of resources than it took for the previous version of that specific plugin for whatever you know you're running code on your websites really is what it boils down to mm -hmm. and if your machine can't handle the code and like i said if your machine is getting pounded on by bots which they do you know there are good bots and there are bad bots so the good bots are like the search engines that are indexing your site those are good bots and they will do what they can do to make sure that your content is relevant and up to date when you are searching using your search engine such as google or bing or what have you those bots are always hitting your server some of the times the logs will show six seven eight nine ten times a day these google bots and stuff are doing that then you have the bad bots. It happens on every site, so we're not going to say anything about, you know, that people are breaking in. But these bots are trying passwords and stuff. And that's why we want to have strong passwords on all of, you know, your accounts. We could have a whole conversation about not using monkey123 as your password or password123456. Very, very, very bad ideas. But these bots are always trying these passwords and stuff. And there are ways around it with the CAPTCHAs that we all hate. So that's that kind of stops some of these bots in their tracks. But every time your website is being hit, it will uh, take some system resources to work with that specific entity. So this goes to show, for those of you who think it's as easy to put up a website and just start selling stuff on it. <laughs> excuse me for laughing, but... um. It doesn't. That's not how it works. And there's a lot of behind-the-scenes maintenance that we do that would bore you guys to tears that has to happen weekly, if not daily in some cases, but several times a week. We're in the back end of trying to make sure things work. And this time we actually needed to have a little bit of a site hospital experience to get everything up and running again so that things work much, much better for you guys. I went to the support team of our current host and they told me that the two main websites that were being utilized were mysticaccess.com which makes sense and the mysticaccesspodcast.com which also makes sense we do have other sites that we play with that yep. we test things on we have mystic access downloads as well that you guys can obviously check out but we've got sites that you guys don't see 
that we play with. So we don't want to blow up our main sites. <laughs> so we have test sites. They're called staging sites. Right. So we have those that nobody sees. But when they were telling me that those two were the main sites that were getting hit, it made perfect sense. This is a work in progress, but I have already seen and Kim has already seen a substantial speed increases in what we've already done thus far. Yes. So bear with us. It will continue to get better and we will continue to make changes that will hopefully benefit everybody. We also know, because many of you have mentioned it to us, and it is something we're working on, we want to get things a little less cluttered on the front end. And part of that is because of our theme, our website theme. And that is something we are looking into changing. Unfortunately, our great website guru, and some of you don't know this, so I guess it's good to share this on the podcast. For any of you who were in our WordPress course or you were in the live version or you've bought it afterwards you may remember the security file or the security session we did with a really great guy named john sawyer who was our web guy for years and did all the stuff we didn't know how to do or didn't want to do <laughs> took that stuff off our plate and also Some of the served, visual the yeah visual stuff too i was just about to say served as our eyeballs kind of in that back end as well and said you can't do this. <laughs> and, you know, John shot straight always. So, you know, you always knew what he thought about a particular topic. But he was a great teacher, and he explained things very well. Well, he passed away back in October very, very suddenly. And I won't go into details on that, but it was a very big shock for everybody. And, you know, it's been really tough because, you know, he was someone I've known for 10 years. And I considered him a friend, and that was very hard. So when Chris and I met, John automatically came to the table because he was someone I knew. And he began working on our site as soon as we switched the site over to WordPress. Yeah, He's been working with us for a very long time, and replacing him is going to be almost impossible. So it's been a chore to find someone who's very good and who can do the things in the same way, or well at least, that John did. So we're working on that. We know we want to get that done. We know it's frustrating for you guys. It's also frustrating for us. And we want to get that theme changed as soon as we can to make it a cleaner interface for you guys to navigate. So, yes, we know about it. Yes, we intend to do it. Hopefully by spring that can be something that is done. I am diligently looking, and I may have found a resource a couple weeks ago. I'm just in the middle of creation craziness right now and haven't been able to do anything about it as of yet. But as I said, hopefully in the next month or so, we can get that changed. Let's talk a little bit about the theme and why it's so important because we can't just switch the theme or I would have done it already. Exactly. The issue is we have this really, really nice, beautiful logo that was created by a friend of mine's 15-year-old daughter. Woo! Yes, shout out. But we won't Shout mention. out. We won't say her name, but shout out. So what the logo is, is a winged unicorn with a pair of headphones. And, of course, we know why the unicorn is wearing the headphones. Because but, the magic is in learning. <laughs> right, or listening. Or listening. Listening and learning. But the and thing what's is, more magical than a unicorn? Right. But the thing is that if you just switch the theme, one... You don't know if the logo's going to switch. And two, you don't know what the logo's going to look like. So you could have a very big unicorn that's taking up half the screen. Or you could have something different. And also some of the places on the website may either expand or contract and not look good. So you want to make sure that you're looking good for the sighted users or low vision users as well as the totally blind screen reader users. So you want to have that point. 
Absolutely. Sometimes you'll have a user come on the site. If it doesn't look good, let's say, for instance, that your menus are all suddenly smushed. I've had that happen more times than I want to talk about. And suddenly the menus are essentially unusable because nobody can see where they're going. <laughs> you right. don't want that. And that is why you need assistance in that back end to make sure that does not happen to you. Enough about our website, but we just wanted to bring that up and let you know that you're going to see some speed improvements on both places, all three places, actually, downloads, podcast, and the main site. I want to talk about another website real quick. We're talking about websites and website changes. Let me talk about a really uncomfortable one that I experienced last week. And Chris will have to tell his reaction when I told him about this because it was pretty priceless. So I was on eBay. I don't buy a lot off eBay anymore. I used to 20 years ago. I bought almost everything off eBay because I loved it. And I still will occasionally buy something off there, but I might make three or four purchases a year now, you know, significantly less than what I used to. But anyway, I was going on eBay because I need to leave some feedback for some purchases I got for Christmas presents and a few things before Christmas. Well, I went on eBay and I get this thing that says something like verification. I thought, okay, well, it's going to be something where I can just check a checkbox and say I'm not a human And I thought, well, that's okay. It's going to be fine. It's just going to be a checkbox or something I can check to say that I'm a human and then go on about my merry way. Not so much. So back in the day, eBay used to have, for their security checks, they would have some kind of audio captcha that you could always access. And then you would type in what you heard in the audio captcha. Pretty standard stuff. None of us really like them, but they're doable in most cases. They're certainly a heck of a lot better than they were 10 or more years ago when you couldn't understand what was being said in that audio captcha. That's not what eBay has now. What did you say to me when I told you about this? Well, let's just tell you what the item is. It's called HCAPTCHA. Yes. And this is something that I've ran into. Apparently, it's becoming a little bit more commonplace. And what it allows you to do is to solve the CAPTCHA or get an accessibility cookie. Now, you can tell us what the accessibility cookie is because you just did it. I just did it. But the sad part is I did it twice. I've done it twice in the last week. It's making me bananas. So basically what you have is you have a standard capture that we can't solve. Which building is the tallest? Click all images that apply. Well, okay, that one's out, right? So rather than having some kind of accessible capture right there, you have to click on a website. You have to go to hcaptcha.com, I think it is. You have to enter your email address, and they will send you a link. You then have to go to that link and put in a code, I think. I don't remember if it's a link and a code. It might just be the link. As I said, I've done it twice in the last week, and it's just becoming a little bit of a hassle now. So every time you have to enter your email address on this site, you go to this link. I don't know if there's a code. I don't really remember now, but I think the link may have the code coded into it. But you go to this link, and you have to enable this cookie. And it's really just clicking one button. It enables this cookie, but apparently the cookie doesn't stay very long. Because I haven't cleared my cookies and my cache and things like that in the last week. So I don't know why my cookie disappeared. Something clearly in my browser ate my cookie. But my cookie vanished. I had to do it a second time. And basically, after you click this link and enable your cookie... You can then go back to the original website because now you're on hcaptcha.com. And then you can click, and for me, it's not showing with NVDA and Edge as a button or a link or anything. There's a piece of text that says, I'm a human. Click that. It then takes you back to your website. And in the case of eBay, it then makes you sign in (laughs) again. So it's a little bit of a process. It's probably 
60 to 90 seconds or so from start to finish by the time you get to check your mail, click this link, go in, sign in, ugh, all these things. Because essentially you're putting in your email twice. Once to go to this site and put in your email address, and then another time to sign in back to your site. I don't know if all sites work that way, if all of them are going to make you sign back in, but I suspect they will. It wouldn't be such a bad thing if I had to do it once every three months or even once a month, but it's happened twice this week already. And I almost guarantee you, when I go back to eBay today, because I will need to, I will be asked for it again. So it's not like you can even sign in with a username and password and then be signed in. doesn't seem to work that way. There's no way to enter a password to set up an account, at least not that I have found. You always have to go in, enter your email address, and then they send you this cookie. So it's a pain. I will say something about your computer. Yes. Like my computer, we have these antivirus programs. We certainly do. And it's possible that your cleaning program ah, from, yes. that, from that product is eating your cookie. That might be something that we may need to figure out to maybe allow eBay to not destroy your cookies. Yeah, something that hopefully if it showed HCAPTCHA... We could say, nope, you can't destroy this. This right. is a good program. This is not something you can eat. Right. So, yeah, that would actually be good to check into because this thing is now driving me bonkers. It used to be much easier, and I didn't mind it the first time. In fact, I thought it was kind of cool because Chris was like, when I was talking about his reaction earlier, he was like, oh, no. And I'm like, yeah, it's age capture. It doesn't seem to be a problem. And he's like, no, it might be a problem. And I said, well, I got in. You know, all I had to do was put in my email address and get this cookie, and then I seemed to be good to go. I did have to sign in, which was a pain, but I'm back in, and I'm, I'm good to go. So originally, that was fine, but the second time when I had to do it yesterday, he was like, now you see what I mean. And I'm like, yeah, now I understand, because I just had to sign in yet again. I think it's part of the cleaning thing or the anti-track thing, because... Yep. You are signing in, and then you're being knocked off again. eBay, at least from my experiences in the past, is that when you're signed in, you're pretty well signed in. So that might That's be... very true. That's a very good point, actually, because normally you don't have to sign in tons and tons to eBay. So that's a very good point. So I bet you it is your cleaning plugin or anti-track plugin that is doing that. Having said that, the HCAPTCHA is still a thing where you have to get that accessibility cookie. If you have that accessibility cookie, then you can check the checkbox or however you continue through HCAPTCHA. Yeah, that part was actually easy. So maybe HCAPTCHA isn't to blame at all here. Perhaps it's my antivirus altogether. Right. So the process is doable, guys, if any of you run into HCAPTCHA and you need to be using it. So if you, like me, occasionally will make an eBay purchase, you will probably run into this at some point. So just know that it is, in fact, a doable thing. So we were just talking about antivirus programs. However, there is one antivirus company that now has something else kind of cool, a web browser of all things. And you've been playing with that some. I have. It is a free web browser. However, there is a 30-day trial which allows you to have something which I think is kind of neat, and that is a built-in VPN. So it's a vast secure browser. And AVG, I know, has this as well because those are two companies that are now one. I mean, they've been one for a number of years. Vast bought AVG, and their antivirus programs are pretty 
on par with each other. So if you had an AVG, you wouldn't need a VAST and vice versa. They also have the their secure, what they call their secure web browser. And the paid version of the Avast secure browser has a VPN built in. So you is, bought the paid version, or you're, no, you're on a trial, right? I'm on a trial of the paid version, yes. So do you need Avast antivirus or AVG to use the Avast browser? You do or not. Or can anybody use it? Anybody can use it. Cool. So what it is, is a browser that is Chromium-based, like the majority of our browsers these days, Edge. Brave, Kiwi, Brave, Chrome. Key, right. Mm -hmm. They're all running off of Chromium. And what that means for us is that you can utilize the browser. So the browser will just work. And what happens here is... I'm going to show you a little bit of what it looks like. Google Avast Secure Browser. Google Avast Secure Browser. Google Avast Secure Browser page. Google. Search region. Search edit combo. So I'm using JAWS 2023 with the Avast browser. And all of our favorite things work. I can go to the top. I can, well, I've got to turn my virtual cursor. I was going to say, I think you're T focused. <laughs> there we go. Google. So now, now you can the go top, to the top. Right. <laughs> and I can go down. About. Store. Gmail opens a new tab. Search for images opens a new tab. Google Apps button collapsed. Google account, Chris. So just that kind of stuff is working for us. O-O-G-L-E space C-C-O-U. So I'm just scrolling Uniform. through with my right arrow key, just like I normally would. I can hit E. Search edit combo. I can search edit combo. press enter, and I can type a search. And I can press enter. HTTPS slash slash www.google.com slash search. Q equals missed. Okay, now that was fast. If you heard some of these sound effects, you would know what it did. It did the search, and I'm using Lisi and having sound effects with Lisi, and I'm going to press H. Accessibility links. Search okay, I have a question before we go any further with this. When you open this browser, is Google automatically your homepage, or can you set any homepage you want? You can set any homepage you want. You can set any number of homepages you want. Just like Edge, just like Chrome, just like Brave. You can have it go to your most recent session should you want. Nice. You can do extensions should you wish oh, to. Oh, so you can do your extensions just you from can. the Google Store or from Microsoft, yes. I suppose? Not from Microsoft, but from Google. Strictly from Google. Okay. Yes. So I can do this. Web result with site links. Visited Mystic Access. Oh, I wonder what that is. That's what I searched for. So I searched boring. for Mystic. <laughs> it's not boring to me. I know it's safe. <laughs> it's safe, that's for sure. So we can hit H again. All products. Free monthly virtual events. About us. Visited the Mystic Access podcast. Home. Oh, look at that. Here's the Hey, Mystic let's go Access. in there. Yeah, so I'm going to press enter here. Mystic Access Google Search Avast Secure Browser. Home the Mystic Access Podcast Avast Secure Browser. Home the Mystic Access Home. So I just hit Control to shut him up so he doesn't repeat the title bar over and over again. But you notice how fast, once mm -hmm. I hit that link, you know, you're going from Google to our webpage or our mysticaccesspodcast.com, and that has really sped up. Much faster. Right. So much faster. Toolbar navigate list of 10 items. Visited has pop-up menu about WordPress. So... Ooh. And you're logged in. I am logged in. <laughs> so I'm going to go home. There's home. The Mystic Access podcast was initially founded as the on assistive in April 2000. Visited Mystic Access. Was officially founded as a company. We now receive mix and Kim remains. Okay, so I'm going to press H. The passing of time and episode content. Again. View the 20 most recent podcast episodes below. A list of 20 items. Bullet. Visited out the window. Bullet. Visited landing the plane. 
So if I press enter on this one. Home the Mystic Access Podcast Advanced Secure Browser. Landing the plane the Mystic Access. If I wasn't logged into this website, it would be so much faster. But it's just give you an idea of how this web browser works. Now, just like Edge, just like Brave, just like any Chromium-based browser, it's got your vertical menu, so I can do Alt-F. Context menu. New tab control plus T. New window control plus N. New private mode window control plus Shift plus N. New bank mode window control plus B. Four let's of 24. Not go, <laughs> let's not go there. I've already told them that it's not accessible. Basically, it's a way that you can go to your banking site and you're in a secure sandboxed window that doesn't allow any other windows or anything into your banking session. When I do this, it loses speech because it's trying to elevate or something and I never Ooh. got it to work. So I did tell them that that is an issue. Whoa. So we're, we're not going to show you what that is because... I had never seen that before, so I wanted to bring that it, to your attention and ask you what it was, and now I'm glad I did. <laughs> right. It's part of this browser. Okay. So if I go down... History submenu. 5 of 24. There's H your history. Downloads control plus J. Bookmarks submenu. 7 of 24. Extensions. 8 of 24. VPN submenu. 9 of 24. Oh, v. look. Look at that. Now... Make text smaller. 10 of 24. Make text larger. 11 of 24. Full screen F11. Tw print. Control plus P. Cast. 14 of 24. Find. Control plus F. 15 so of 24. A lot of F. these are your standard things that you've seen in other More browsers. More tools submenu. 16 There's of more tools. Cut control plus X. Copy control plus C. Paste control plus V. Security and privacy center. 20 of 24. Settings. 21 of 24. Avast secure browser for mobile. 22 of 24. Help in about Avast secure browser submenu. Exit. 24 of 24. X. Now what is the secure browser for mobile? How would one utilize that from here? It's probably going to send you a link to your phone regarding the, you know, so that you can install it or just to let you know that there's a vast for your mobile devices. You can synchronize your bookmarks and stuff with your vast account. It's kind of like anything, your Google account or your Microsoft account for those other browsers. You have an vast account where you can synchronize your stuff between different computers and things. I want to bring something to everyone's attention, though, before we go further. Just because this is made by Avast, which is a normally known for its antivirus, this is not a browser with antivirus protection built into it. That's not what this is. You still need to be safe. You still need to go to sites that you know are safe or know the red flags and warning signs of non-safe sites. Right. You're getting pop-ups every two seconds. Uh, yeah, I'd worry a little bit about that. So, you know, you do want to be safe and know where you're going because you are not protected. You still want an antivirus program on your computer to use this browser. It does not have it built in. Right. That's a good point. So I'm going to see what this Avast Security Center is. Avast okay. Secure Browser for Mobile. Tw settings. 21 of 20. Security and Privacy Center. 20 of 24. Let's press Enter here. Leading Menus. Security and Privacy Center Avast Secure Browser. Security and... So it's opened a new page. Security and Privacy Center. Custom Settings. Custom Settings Button Menu. Browser without limits. Unlock the internet with Pro. Unlock the internet with Pro. Secure your connection and disguise location. Trial 21 days remaining. Close window button. Avast Antivirus Avast Antivirus Block Viruses and Ransomware button. Avast Antivirus Open button. Bank Mode Bank Mode Securely Shop and Bank Online button. Well, there's your bank mode. Bank Mode Open button. Secure Browser VPN Secure Browser VPN Secure your connection and disguise your location Location, United States, New York button. Secure Browser VPN Open button. Privacy Guard, Privacy Guard, Enhanced Privacy Protection Block Ads, Trackers and More Strict Blocking Button. Privacy Guard Checkbox Checked. Mobile Protection, Mobile Protection, Get Advanced Security and Privacy for your Mobile Button. Mobile Protection, Learn More Button. 
WebShield WebShield enhanced online protection block fake sites and more button. WebShield checkbox checked. Private mode private mode browse privately and leave no tracks button. Private mode launch window button. I wonder if some of this is here because you already have the Avast antivirus or that if all this comes with That is probably true. That mm -hmm. is probably true. Let's see what happens if I go back up to the Avast. Private, private, web, web, mobile, bank, bank, Avast, Avast, antivirus, Avast, antivirus, block viruses and ransomware button. Avast Antivirus Window Dialog. What is Avast Antivirus? Avast security software uses advanced machine learning and artificial intelligence to protect you in real time against viruses. Rans Avast Antivirus. Block viruses and ransomware. Protected. Open button. Security and Privacy Center. Open button. Avast. Avast. Page has no links. Avast. Skip to main content. Avast Premium Security. Notifications button. Yes, so you are correct. This actually opened my Avast that's installed on the machine. Title is Avast Premium Security. Banner. Level 2. Heading is Avast Premium Security. So that's in my computer. So it probably would have wanted you to download it or whatever. So that's, again, that's not part of the um, Avast Pro version of the browser. Security and Privacy Center Avast. So I just alt-tab back to the Security Center. So I can get out of here. Security yeah, there and was, privacy center. There was something down there about passwords as well. So, yes. you know, you've got other options in there too. Right. So security and privacy center. Kind of the cool thing. Security though, and If I go back to the menu. Context menu. New tab. New. New. Back, I would go up because <laughs> it's near the bottom. Download control plus J. No. Six of book extensions. No. Eight of what 20. I'm looking for. VPN submenu. Nine of 20. I'm looking for the VPN. That's what I thought you were looking for. For some reason, I thought it was lower down than that. It's not. Okay. So we're going to press enter. VPN menu. Show VPN in toolbar control plus shift plus V checked. One of three. As so you, you can show it in the toolbar? VPN settings. Two of three. You can go to your VPN settings. Do you want it to connect automatically? This and that and the other thing. Open VPN UI. Three of three. Oh. I can open the VPN user interface. Leaving menus. Dialog. Dialog. Trial 21 days remaining secure browser VPN. Do you like our new VPN feature? Unlabeled nine. So location will appear as off toggle, but secure browser VPN. I just went up and there's our secure browser VPN off toggle, button not pressed. Now I can turn it on. If I turn it on, it's going to launch the VPN. The VPN only works within the browser. So that's one of the main advantages of going to the pro version of the Avast browser. Now we actually have with our suite, the full Avast VPN. And so that this, one doesn't just work in a browser. It works right, all across your computer. Yes. So if you went into Edge, for example, you would be on the VPN through Edge or Brave or Or if Firefox. you check your email in an external client, right. like Outlook or Thunderbird or whatever, right. then you would, again, still be on the VPN. But if you only want the VPN for within a browser and you want to use a single browser, then this might be the way to go. Location will appear as... So location will appear as United States, New York button. Now I can press enter here. Select a location. So I can select a location. Netherlands button, Lithuania Hold on button. Just a second. Let's go back just a second to VPN 101. VPN stands for virtual private network. So why do you care? Let's say you do a lot of your internet browsing from someone else's house or from a coffee shop or from the library and you take your laptop down there and you do this work. Or let's say you have to go to a lot of weird websites for your job or for your own research and you just don't want your web privacy being tracked. Well, that is what a VPN does. It does other things too. So let's say you wanted to watch something from another country that you can't watch in your country. 
You could change your VPN to another country, for instance, and watch that material. Or you could find out information, perhaps, that would be more difficult to discover because you're in the U.S. And maybe you can't play certain things or watch certain videos or whatever. In terms of content, you can access more. So there are a lot of advantages besides safety to a VPN, but safety, of course, is the main one. So what this does is it tells the user or the website that you're coming from a specific location. So because we're in New York, it picked New York as the fastest VPN that's near our location. When you are on another VPN or another country, for example, you might be a little bit slower than the VPN that is closest to you. So you're connected to a computer. It's like a tunnel. You're going on through this mountain, which would be the internet, in a little tunnel that only you can go through and you can have access to. And when you come out at the other end, you're connected to a website. The website thinks that you are coming in from that country or that city or that state. Most of the time, you would switch to a different country like Canada or the UK or what have you. And then the website will think that you're coming in from that country. And again, this is only for from within the browser. It has nothing to do with the rest of your computer. But if you want to, you can just switch to another city in your own country. So let's say you wish you were in warmer weather. You can go somewhere in California or Arizona or somewhere other than here, for instance wherever the vpn service has locations yes so you can't just i want to go to pennsylvania tomorrow or i want to be in texas or or california you can't do that unless the vpn has a server there so it's a really cool feature we just wanted to show you this let's see here yeah for let's example. see what we've got we got the netherlands new zealand button. shout out to our netherlands people. Norway button. new zealand norway. norway singapore button south africa button spain button switzerland button Taiwan button, Turkey button, UK button, United States button collapsed. So United States button collapsed, that tells me there's more servers in the United States than there are UK button. For example, in the UK. Now, if I go to the UK, secure browser VPN. So now let's see what happens. Your connection is encrypted and your location is hidden. And it was that fast. On toggle button pressed. Location now appears as UK, London button, virtual IP, 5101. So it's a virtual IP. This is the IP address that any site I now go to thinks I'm coming from. Do you like our new VPN feature? And it says, do you like our new VPN feature? But that just shows you how this works and that it's a really cool, accessible experience. So you would have to go into that submenu within your menu because there doesn't appear to be a key command. And then you would come back in here and you would toggle your VPN off if you want to go home again. For instance, let me give you a time when being on the VPN might be a problem. You don't want to, for instance, go to your bank from the UK. You right. want to go for your bank somewhere else in the country. You don't want to be out of the country trying to go to your bank. That's going to cause you problems. Right. What I would do in that instance is use the New York server, which is the closest to me. Yes. And my bank would be happy. That's now, right. if you're on a hotel Wi-Fi, ah, yes. you would probably want to be on a VPN so that your connection can't be sniffed or infiltrated through the hotel's Wi-Fi. So it secures you. And again, this is just a web browser, not the rest of your computer. So for me, for example, if I was in a hotel room on a hotel's Wi-Fi, I would put on the all-around VPN. Absolutely correct. For checking your mail, for checking your texts, all these things that we do, 
you would want that. And as I just alluded to, and as we mentioned earlier, VPNs are for your mobile devices as well as for your computers. So they are very smart to have in place. And there are a lot of them. It's not just Avast or AVG that have VPNs. There are many others. I talked to someone recently who's a big fan of one big popular VPN. And because I haven't used it myself, I'm not going to go ahead and name names, but you will find many accessible VPNs. Yes. And just to keep in mind, if I were on this VPN, let's do something. Virtual IP. Do you like our new VPN feature? I'm going to open another tab. Address and search bar. We're going to go to speedtest.net. Cool. Speedtest BioCloud, the global broadband speed test of asked secure. So speed now, test. speed test thinks I'm in the UK. Speed test bio. So if I dismiss button, start speed test connection type, multi button. Let's speed test BioCloud, the global broadband speed test. Speed test BioCloud, the global broadband speed test. www.speedtest.net wants to know your location dialog. So it wants to know my location. If I tab, close button. Only this time button. Which is cool. Only this time. On every visit button. On every visit. Block button. Or block. Close button. So it's kind of like you're allowing an access to an app only this time. So I'm going to do only this time. Block button. On every visit button. Only this time button. Press enter. Alert. This site can access your location. Change this setting in the address bar. Speed test BioCloud, the global broadband speed test of asked secure browser pay. Now I just hit control. We're going to let it run its speed test. Your speed test has completed. Your download speed is 145.24. Your upload speed is 31.66. And your ping time took milliseconds. Thank you for using the So that's actually pretty good. That is actually pretty good. I was expecting much worse results than that. It didn't say how many milliseconds our ping took, but other than that, it was very good. Now, what we're going to do is... Security and privacy set. Privacy guard checkbox checked. I'm going to go back to the VPN. I think I actually have to go I think you closed it, yeah. Menu, yeah. Context menu. New win. New bank. Hit down. Book extent. VPN submenu. VP, VP, open VPN UI. Th leaving menus. Dialog. Dial. Unlabeled one. Trial. Trial 21 days remain. Unlabeled one. Secure browser. Your connection is encrypted and your... On toggle button pressed. Toggle button unavailable pressed. Toggle oh, I button. I just dropped myself off of the VPN. Landing the plane. The mystic security and... And if you would have let it read, it would have told us... Right. That you're no longer <laughs> encrypted. Exactly would have, but then I would have given our IP address away. This is true. But you could have stopped it before then. But the point is, I want people to know that it will tell you that. It will give you that information. Right. Landing the plane, the mystic X. Title is Security and Privacy. So let's go back to speed test. Address it. And just by the way, as Chris finishes typing this web address, those sounds don't come with your browser. They do not. <laughs> Speed test BioCloud, the global broadband. So I'm going to go back to the start speed test connection type. There we Use go. speed test red alert. This site can access your location. Change this setting in the address bar. Your download test has started. Your download test is now over 50% complete. Your download test has completed. Your upload test has now started. Your upload test is now over 50% complete. Your speed test has completed. Your download speed is 531.19. Your upload speed is 417.29. And your ping time took milliseconds. Thank you for using the speed. So basically, the reason for the illustration here is that when I'm connected to the VPN, it is much, much slower than when I'm not on the VPN, the connection is much faster. Now, Slow is relative, though. Note that, because we have really fast speed. So right. if you have slow speed, let's say I was back in North Carolina. If I was on a VPN, it would be very uncomfortable, because I only had like 35 megs down. And yeah, that was slow anyway. So VPN would be extremely slow. So some of this is going to depend on your speed.
I'm not too sure, honestly, that yours would be that affected because of that speed that you have already. But huh, there okay. are VPNs that could actually keep up with our speeds. Interesting. There's one that I'm thinking of right away that I've tried, but I didn't really like its interface. Mm -hmm. And it was able to keep up with our speeds. So they must have a lot more servers and a lot more connections to make that happen. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and claim that I'm an expert on how VPNs work and how you can get the faster speeds. For what we use a VPN for, something like this would work out just fine. And the VPN that we use is included in our antivirus suite. Correct. So VPNs are highly recommended. This is one way to get one for your browser, which you're going to use anyway. And the browser is very Chrome-like because it is based on Chromium. And if you like that interface, then this could definitely be something to check out. Honestly, I like the download interface more on this browser. You know, if you're doing Control-J to bring up your downloads history, I like this one more than I like the Edge one. So for me, at least for now, and I don't know if I'm going to keep the professional version, I might keep it just to support the company, although we were already supporting them, but we'll see. So what's different about the download interface here? Title is Speed Test Bioclub. If I do Control J. Downloads, 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 search downloads, edit. So I can search the downloads if I want to. Virtual okay. piece. Or I can just hit H. Today, yesterday. The 17th of February, 2020. The 16th of February. The 12th of February. I don't believe you can do that within I'm going to look because I think that's exactly how my Edge works. And I was just thinking about that. Do I have Edge open? Yes, I do. I'm going to check that. I'm going to press Control-J in mine. I'm going to go to Downloads. I am placed, actually, in an all-downloads list. I don't have a search field. No, you're correct. This is actually very different. That is a better interface than this one. This one, it would focus you in a list. You could go up and down in that list. Or, let's see if I can get back to my list real quick. Well, now I've lost my list. Hang on. Oh, there is a search download. It's a button that you would press. That puts you in an edit field. Or I can move to the all downloads list. And I can just move up and down in that downloads list. So, yeah, definitely not as ideal. So the 16th of Feb the 17th of Feb. See what I downloaded on the 17th of February. The 17th of February. SJ050MP3.zip. HTTPS slash slash. I'm not going to show that URL as that's a paid product. Showing folder. So I can show it in the folder. Remove SJ05. I can remove it. The 16th of February. Remove. Showing HTTPS. The 17th of Feb. SJ05. If I press enter on this. Grid. SJ050MP3.zip. SJ050MP3.zip. List view. Dot dot file folder. One of two. Selected. Dot title is SJ050MP3.zip. It Put actually. You in the zip file. Right. It actually opened the zip file. Another cool thing, too, that I like about this browser, and it might work in Brave or Chrome. I haven't tried it in a while. If you actually download a file, you can press Shift F6, and that will place you on the button of the file, and you can just open it from that spot. You don't have to play with your downloads like where you just are. So, again, different strokes, and I kind of like the way that this works. So, Download. for now at least, even if I don't pay for it, I think this will be my main browser because I actually have it set as my default browser for now. 
Nice. Well, there was so much more we wanted to get to today, and of course, we didn't. So we don't want to keep you guys hanging on too much more for more stuff. We will dive into more next time, but I think we've had a fun discussion today. And I want to end by just thanking you guys so much. I had a great response to the product ideas that I mentioned in the last episode. Thank you so much to those of you who have gotten in touch with me and said, yes, please, (laughs) I want to see this. So I have three things that are going to be coming up after my schedule winds down a bit. So I will be a very busy Kim over the next few months getting product created for you guys. So we have three things coming up. I will be doing the shopping product that has had tremendous popularity. I'm also going to do documentation on the Edge web browser. I've gotten a lot of requests for it, and I just keep getting them. So that is going to be something that's going to be done, and I'm going to do YouTube TV. So those are three things you can be looking forward to, deciding if it's something you want. They all will be coming, and these will be three of my 2023 projects. So lots of cool new goodies coming up from Mystic, as usual. If I had to guess, don't email tomorrow and say, when is YouTube TV coming out? Please, please, please. I'm speaking to a specific individual who knows... (laughs) This person knows who they are. (laughs) And they're going to get a laugh out of it. They are. They're going to laugh. They're going to take it the way it's meant. (laughs) So basically, these will not be even started until, I would think, the May time frame. Yeah, April, May. Yeah. Yeah. So don't get too excited, guys, but they will be coming. These are things that will be in the works. They'll go pretty quickly once I begin them. So that's not a problem. But as you know... If you've been listening for any length of time, there's a lot going on here at Mystic right now, and it's going to be a little while before I get to them. Well, thank you, and I hope we have showed you a little bit about VPNs and alternate browsers. And Taught you a little like bit about that. how websites work. Yes. Captures, all these fun things. Yes. Have a great couple of weeks, you guys. Bye. Bye. The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, Mastodon, mysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm.